What's going on, everyone? Special edition of a Knicks episode for the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast coming in hot. We're here on draft night. We got some guests with us, and we're just going to get into the OB topic pick super easy, and then we're going to discuss what else is going on during the draft. So, Rice, let's kick this going. Terrace here with my boy John Malika for another Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Special edition, as I said earlier, we are doing draft coverage and we got some phenomenal guests with us today. We got Jeffrey Campbell and we got Chip Murphy here with us to go through the Knicks draft night. It's been crazy. It's been exciting. Oh my God, fellas. So John, let's, let's kick it off. How are you feeling today? I know you've been anxious and nervous, so what's happening? Oh man, it's it's been a really really nerve wracking day, but man, ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. My my emotions are all over the place right now. I'm I'm hyped about Obi. I'm staring at Leandro Balmero do an interview with a Knicks hat on. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's trade he's being traded for uh, two more picks for the Knicks. My emotions all are all over the place, but just on terms of the Knicks right now, I'm hyped. We got Obi. I'm shocked that he fell to eight, but. Once he fell there, I, I was just as hyped as he was uh, that he's on the squad. Uh, what do you guys think, uh, Jeff and Chip? Man, listen, uh, just just happy to be on the podcast with you guys, breaking this down real time. Uh, just real quick reactions. Listen, anyone that knows me knows I love Obi Toppin. I love the pick. We'll, we'll dive into it a little bit later. Can't wait to see what the Knicks do. With this twenty fifth and thirty uh, third pick, um, it's draft night, man. This is crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm not quite as high. First of all, thanks for having me on, guys, both of us. And I'm not quite as high at, on uh, Obi as Jeff is, but I mean, I I'm hoping for the best. I, I'm not completely giving up on him, so I, I'm hoping that he works out. I, I I don't know. I'm hoping he works out. Chip. <laughs> It's not feeling good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had three cups of coffee, man. I, I'm, I'm anxious right now. Chip, thank you for representing uh, Nick's Twitter. But we have <laughs> Campbell. When he was on this episode, our fourth Nick's episode in, we asked him, you know, to break down the eighth, the 27th at the time, and the 38th. One of his top three picks, other than Kyra, was also Obi. You know, I'm a big Kyra Sam, but we didn't, and I'm happy we got Obi. So Jeff, I want to, I want you, to, I want you to start this off. Really dive in. What should we expect from Obi Toppin going forward right now? Oh man, um, I'll say this. So like, there's no question that Obi needs a, a facilitator to to open the door for him. Someone who's strong in the pick and roll. Luckily, the Knicks do have some options here. Uh, we've been hearing that maybe they'll be pursuing that in free agency as well. But listen, what you're going to get off the bat is dynamic uh, athleticism. And, you know, a lot of people like to clown Obi and it's like, oh, yeah, he dunks like he, he he has cool dunks. Cool. Like, no, like his his athleticism is functional. Like it matters. Um, he can absolutely send a ball into the into the stands, you know, with weak side blocks. He's not a great defender. He's not a good defender. Um, we're going to be tasking Tom Thibodeau and the player development staff to be working with that. But 
you, you just have to look at some of these numbers. He, he ranked within the 99th percentile on points possession and overall offense, 95th in transition, 98th in half-court offense. He shot 39% from three. Um, the oh. attempts weren't great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, cut you guys off there. No, I'm just hyped. I'm just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, no, yeah. I'm, 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 listen, I'm keeping it going. Um, all you need to – all you need to see is uh, that clip when he's going against Kansas. He puts the three and turns his back to the ball. That's the type of confidence we need on this team. Um, I'm willing to go with the defensive warts right now based on what he brings to the roster because, um, you know, when when Scott Perry came here, I know he's not getting a lot of press these days. He wanted to make the team more athletic. Uh, while Perrin in, you know, leading this draft, they, they got the job done tonight and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. That's for sure. Jeff, you did get, we did get probably like one of the most athletic guys in the draft rim runner. He can, he's a shot blocker too. He can get up there, meet you at the apex and block shots, but his finishing man, and my God, and his shooting for a team that was just brick city <laughs> for a couple of years, especially this past season, we, we needed someone offensively to do work. And I'm happy that we have someone now offensively who can actually space the floor for RJ and for Mitch. So Chip, I want to get your I want to get your opinion. Huh? <laughs> the complete the others <laughs> the coin. We got we got Jeff who's who's optimistic over here rolling up the numbers. I'm cheering him on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what up? What up, Chip? What's going on? I'm not. I'm trying not to be completely pessimistic. Look, I said earlier like tweeted it out like i get such strong jaleel okafor vibes as a duke fan who watched the guy like i i really do like just shitting on inferior teams and then when uh when jaleel went up against great big men like in the ncaa tournament he would just shrink and you wouldn't even notice he was out there and i just get such strong vibes from him and he get pushed around in the post just like Toppin does so i just feel that there but look obviously i hope i'm wrong but god he's maybe he'll get better defensively if there's any place that can happen it's with tibbs and then you have kenny Payne there and look i understand why they did it uh he's gonna score a lot of points they there's a lot of people saying he could win rookie of the year next year it's not gonna be a great rookie class. I mean, Anthony Edwards is the number one pick. It's not like he's going to get a lot of shots being in Minnesota. So Toppin should get a lot of shots. He should score a lot of points. But yeah, I'm not as high on him as Jeff is. I'm not quite as low on him as a lot of people are. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I have to see have to see him against like high quality competition first. I don't want to I don't want to give up on the guy, but it's it's a tough, tough pick because I, I would have gone with like Vassell over him. I really like Vassell. I think he would have been great. It's more, it's not as much about Obi as, as much as it is about who I would have taken over him. I really like Devin Vassell. I, I thought they should have went with Devin Vassell. I even like Kyra ahead of him. I'm not, I understand everybody wanted Denny there. I, I, I don't really regret them not taking Denny. I think Kyra Lewis would have been nice to have. I, I don't know. It's like it's more about who they didn't take than that they took Obi. No, that's understandable. That's understandable, Chip. Look, I, there was a lot of people who were high on Devin Vassell because he was just uh, ready to plug in player, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's going to be with a second or a starting unit, you were going to get a three and D wing. 
shot very well from the outside, 40%, even though it was high volume. And he's also a shot blocker as well for a wing, which is pretty incredible. And he plays, you know, high energy defense, which you want. And that just sounds like a Tibbs type of guy, right? It just, that, that, that whole package just sounded everything that Tibbs wanted. Someone who could shoot corner threes, someone who could play team defense. It was right there. But I think like with Obi, right? You got to take that chance. I think you got to, like, at the eighth pick, you got to go for a little bit more upside. And I think Obi presents that upside than just being safe. Some people say, you know, I want to take that chance. I would rather, like, with the eighth pick, it's very rare. So why not get someone who's one NBA ready and has that high, like, ceiling? Um, and Vassell, like, I think he had a higher floor than he does a higher ceiling, right? So I think that's what some people want to do. But let's go with our emotional fan right now in the building, John Malika. How are you feeling, man? <laughs> I I actually I uh I think Vassell is so far we're up to pick number twenty six for Boston right now. So far, Vassell is my most perfect fit um, for a draft pick. Uh, him in San Antonio, he's gonna thrive there. He's gonna be amazing. Um, like I actually look forward to watching uh, Vassell thrive over there. Uh, I, I, for Obi, I mean, my super optimistic, like, in a perfect world, um, he would be Amari Stoudemire, right? We talked about it, uh, but that's like shooting for the absolute stars. Amari um, Stoudemire was an absolute monster. Um, <laughs> so like, I don't want to go there, but I think that, um, that, that shot that Amari Stoudemire, like, kind of developed later on, but then just like, had it for like a year and a half because then he just kept shooting and it would not go in. Like, I'm hoping that like Obi has that shot already. So, like, I'm, I'm hoping he could like kind of like develop that game. And to be honest with you, I don't know if we're going to really like ask that much of him. Um, that's my, that was my one big problem with RJ, right? Like, we look at RJ's numbers now, like, we looked at he got injured. Um, he was he was in a tough spot last year. Like we, he didn't really have a position. He was point guard for a little bit, and then he was like playing like the th- like you know like in a small lineup, like playing big men. Like he was just all over the place. Um, so I think Obi like kind of like has a fit already, and Tibbs is just gonna like put him like you know in a place where he could succeed. But I don't think they're gonna ask much of him. I don't anticipate him like getting like these insane minutes. Like if he gets, we were talking about it earlier, Alex. Like if he's grabbing like fifteen twenty minutes a game, that would be like perfect you know what i mean like get like eight points couple boards a game like that would be great just like you know he's not gonna be he's not gonna come out and be like wow us but he might have like some highlight plays that might be nice some nice boards and stuff but you know just like temper your expectations but i think he's i think he he's a really good pick man i i I think he's a really good pick okay so now that i got everyone's opinion we got kind of an elephant in the room his name's Julius Randle. My question about Julius Randle now, right? We got a four. We got the top. He's a t- Obi Toppin's a top 10 pick. In my opinion, you do not get a guy in the top 10. And you do not present him day one in the starting lineup in the Mecca because we have, honestly, Julius Randle is not <laughs> as, as, as talented as Julius Randle is for what he can be. Um, when you choose someone like Obi Toppin, the fans want to see him. And I think you got, you're going to have to play that like we did with RJ Barrett. So my question for you guys, do we see OB starting? One, two, what's happening with Julius Randle? 
Um, I definitely hope uh, Obi is starting because one of the concerns that I know, you know, people had about him was they wondered if he was going to come to the Knicks, could he play with, uh, with a center like Mitch? Um, you know, could he play on the floor with him? So in order for us to answer that question, he's going to need reps. He's going to need time at that. What that means for Julius Randle, I don't know that he gets traded before the season. I don't know what the market is going to be like for him. Statistically, he put up some numbers last year. He was a very inefficient player. I'm sure the league is aware of that. But uh, this is this is going to be Leon Rose, Walt Perrin, and, and Scott Perry's job, right? Like they took Marcus Morris, who you know is obviously a um, you know a better player and shot the lights out of the ball in New York, and we flipped him for a first round pick. Um, even if we can get you know uh, maybe a couple or a second round pick from a bad team, like I know we were able to get. Uh, I, I forget and chip, correct me if I'm wrong, but we got like a, a Detroit or a, or a Charlotte second rounder, I think last year, or we had it from a previous deal as well. Um, if we can start making moves like that, um, and even, you know, get Julius in, involved in one of those, you know, he, he's, he's going to be moved. I would believe at some point. Um, I just don't know, you know, I don't know how he's going to respond to that if there's going to be issues within the team, but Obi Toppin should be the starting four on, uh, on, you know, uh, game one. That's just my opinion. Do you think that he can start him and Mitch like, and, and play defense and like hold it down game one? It's going to, no, I mean like it's going to be tough. Like that's a, And I think you, you know, you were saying that earlier, you got to temper the expectations. Like there's going to be some really rough nights when Obi gets switched out onto the perimeter and he has to guard someone who is faster than him. They're going to blow right by him. Um, it's not going to look good, but you know, Tibbs also, uh, had Carlos Boozer, who was, who was pretty bad at defense in some of those Chicago teams. You know, obviously it helps to have Joakim Noah and, and Dang. Um, as like the full crumbs of your defense there, but this is, this is what we got tips here for, right? Um, you know, he didn't, he couldn't make Carl Anthony Towns a great defender, but you know, we're going to be certainly hoping that he can do that with Toppin. And it's not about being great. It's just about being serviceable. We just don't want you to, in Chip's words, can't play Cantor. We just, yeah. we just don't want you to do that. Billy Donovan's words, technically. Yeah, you're right. Billy Donovan's words. We just, we just don't want that. Just shoot well from three. Highlight dunks, kill on the pick and roll. Just don't be an, an abjectly horrible defender, and you will be beloved here. You'll be fine. And I think if we're going that direction, right, if we're having faith in Thibodeau being able to mask Obi's weaknesses on defense, right, we have to give Kenny Payne that credit to thinking that he can work with Mitchell Robinson to be a serviceable center, right, because he is supposed to be the big man whisperer. So with someone like Kenny Payne in the house, we got him working with Mitchell Robinson, uh, you know, I expect this is this is a big year for Mitch. He really has to come out. He can't be in foul trouble. I think he's going to take that seriously. We saw what he did last season when, you know, in the beginning he couldn't stay on the on the floor for too long. But after he tweeted out saying that he had to get better, you know, he went from averaging like five fouls uh, for per month to down to two to three fouls per month. Uh, so he he's capable of doing it if he puts his mind to it. And I think with someone like Kenny Payne, he can help Mitch to be that center. And with Mitch improving in that area, I can see us 
than having Obi out there not looking like a complete turnstile on defense, which would be nice. So, you know, and, and for Julius Randle, I, I would, I hope he gets traded soon, man, because I just can't, he's not going to lie. We can't, it's going to, a lot of people are going to be booing him being an overpaid six man because he's not, you can't have him starting at the four. There's no way you're going to have him starting over Obi. And people will rather have, I think if you ask Knicks fans right now, who would you rather see starting Julius Randle or Obi Toppin? They will say Obi Toppin, whether or not they like the pick or not. And I, Julius just has to go at some point. But John, it looks like you got some, some breaking news for us. We just, uh, we just got a new pick. Yo, the Knicks are wheeling and dealing. I mean, I know that we, uh, tried to, uh, wait to, to see our 23rd pick. So just to recap, right? Starting the day, um, we got Obi, but we started with the 27 and 38th pick, right? And we traded that for the 23rd pick, right? And then we got that stash also. That's like 33 years old. Um, uh, I forgot his name at the moment. Um, and then while we were sitting here, they flipped that. My man Walt Perrin, um, uh, made that into the 25 and 33 and we snagged quickly, Emmanuel quickly. So what do you guys think about that? We are full on Kentucky CAA. We're mm-hmm. not drafting anyone else. We are yeah. now. Oh. We are a farm system. Bill Simmons was worried about this and it looks like it's coming true. So let's, uh, let's now get Chip's reaction. How do you feel about Emmanuel quickly, Chip? It's that Spider-Man, uh, uh, meme, you're pathetically predictable. Not pathetically, because I do like Emmanuel quickly, but <laughs> it's you're predictable. We knew that we should have known this was going to fucking happen. They were going to take CAA and Kentucky guys. I can't believe we're surprised that they took, uh, Obi Toppin in the first place. Leon Rose ran CAA. Of course he's going to take a CAA guy. And of Kenny Payne worked uh was a coach for Emmanuel quickly of course he's going to take a Kentucky guy of course they're going to push for him Leon Rose's best friend is John Calipari Emmanuel quickly's coach of course he's going to take Emmanuel quickly and again not saying that's a bad thing I actually like Emmanuel quickly but the Knicks becoming the CAA Kentucky Knicks not the worst thing or at least that's the Ken- or at least the Kentucky Knicks anyway I, I don't know about the CAA Knicks because I don't I don't know what kind of client CAA is going to have, but Kentucky tends to get great pro players. So if they can recruit Kentucky players because they have Kenny Payne, I'm not opposed to it. And I don't know what kind of pro Emmanuel quickly is going to be, but the Knicks sent a message tonight that they are going one way. (laughs) They took one guy they took as a CAA client and the other guy is a Kentucky player. So they sent a message tonight. Everyone gets one, Chip. Everyone gets one. Yeah. <laughs> let's also be let's also be clear that that CAA guy is also rep by Leon Rose's exactly. son. Exactly. All right. Let's let's also throw that out there. And people who don't know, if you haven't known by now, Leon Rose is the president of basketball operations in the Knicks. So <laughs> we got the Illuminati working in the garden walls now. It's uh, that's what we got. Okay. We got Kentucky. We got CAA. There's not going to be anything else apparently, until we find out what the last pick is. But, Jeff, how do you feel about Manuel, Manuel quickly, our draft? Yeah, I just had, like, a real quick flashback because I remember it was, like, some random – this was pre-COVID, and uh, every now and then you fire a tweet out there and you're like, oh, like, ah, should I have said that? Like, I was watching a Kentucky game, 
And uh, I knew that Maxi was the more hyped product between him and Quickly. But in my, I remember I wrote, I was like, you know what? I was like, everyone really likes Maxi, but uh, Manuel Quickly seems like the guy that I would target from this team. And like no one responded to it at all. And then just a couple of weeks ago, there was a kid, I forget who it was. Someone on Twitter was writing about Quickly. And then I was like, I know this may sound blasphemous, but I kind of like him a little bit more than Maxi. Um, it's just when you start going into the analytics, guys that have a, a decent three-point percentage and specifically free throw percentage, I think he has the highest free throw percentage of anybody in the draft. Um, we need shooting. He provides that. I'm sure there's things where we need to work on uh, with him. But from what I understand, he grew a lot because uh, I think he was – I don't think he's a freshman. I think he's a sophomore. Um, so I think he, he grew a lot in his time in Kentucky and I, I think this could be a, a steal for us, but we just need to develop these guys. Cause I thought Braz Dacus was going to be a steal for us too. We, we need to get these guys reps, whether it's in the G league or, or with the, um, professional team, we got to let them play, um, and see how they pan out. But I, I like this pick. I, we, we got one more and if we can get Bain, Terry, Flynn or Riller, wrap it up. Let's go home. Oh my God. John, how are you feeling right now? We got Emmanuel quickly in the house. You've been calling this from the get-go when we started this podcast. You said this is going to be the CAA Kentucky Knicks. It is turning that way on draft night. What What do you got to say now? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, we just there's no reason to overthink it. You know what I mean? We knew we knew what it was. We knew what it was from the, from the beginning. And I don't I don't necessarily agree with Chip that it's going to continue on like this uh, and set a statement from now on. But like they like they are so tied to these guys they just left them you know what i mean they were just with them they recruited them you know as you mentioned alex leon rose's son is the one repping ob like it's too close right now eventually it's it's gonna get uh spread farther apart but for quickly um quickly on quickly uh jeff uh i, I think I, I think you i think you got it right man and i think he's a he's a, he's a shooter he, don't expect too much but he's a shooting specialist He's really good at free throws. I think he was like 42, 43% uh, from three. Like he's a, he's a shooter. Like that, that, that's what he does. So honestly, we were dying for uh, Flynn or um, Bain. But I could see the Knicks doing something kind of weird now just because like we got a shooter. Maybe we'll just keep adding, you know, shooters. I, I personally, I still like Bain. I'm curious um, what you guys uh see us ending right now with the 33rd right now as we stand um what are we at right now we're at 28 uh Jaden mcdaniels just got selected by the timberwolves who, was, who are having a great draft along with detroit in my opinion they got rubio back too yeah that's like that move feeling man the, they got anthony edwards leandro uh that guy leandro that we traded for Jalen mcdaniels and ricky rubio they got a pretty good draft but what do you guys uh see uh or want for the 33rd I know you mentioned a couple, Jeff. I'm, I'm going to go Terry. Um, I, I, I want Terry here. I'm very surprised Desmond Bain is dropping. It, it almost – I don't know why teams are maybe souring on him a little bit. Maybe people don't think he's going to project as high as – you know, when you start hearing best shooter in the draft, off the dribble, off moves, pin downs from a, a set point, you know, catch and shoot, whatever. It seems like he would be very valuable, but – um I want I want Terry if he's still there, uh, and then any combination of Flynn, Riller, and Bain, I'd be fine. But you know we'll we'll have to see what happens. I think if we 
based on this next pick, because we haven't taken a point guard. And, you know, no one's saying that there's going to be this transcendent point guard or transcendent player in general in this draft. If we don't come out of here with a point guard, we're making a move on Friday. We're making a trade or we're signing someone in free agency. So I'm just saying this. Expect either Fred Van Vliet or Russell Westbrook if we don't take a point guard, if it's not Tyrell Terry next. Or even if it is Tyrell Terry, I could see us doing a, a Fred Van Vliet but I can't see us doing a Westbrook. I can see us trying to do a Fred Van Vliet or do a DJ Augustine, but we can't go into this season without a point guard. We need somebody at the helm who can organize the offense and do something. Or, I mean, the other realistic option is DJ Augustine. What do you guys think about that? Do you think if we don't take this guard that we're going in one of those directions? What's everyone's take on that? I can't wait to watch DJ Augustine. It's going to be so much fun to watch him dribble the air out of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Heart right now. <laughs> Thinking about DJ Augustine. <laughs> no, I love DJ. He's just, he's just going to be, he's going to drive Knicks fans crazy next year. He's, he's a great, great guy and he's going to help out the Knicks young guys a lot, but he is going to drive Knicks fans crazy a lot because he dribbles the air out of the ball. But, no, I would love for that Terry to fall. I can't believe Terry's fallen this far because everyone was saying he was one of the highest risers in the draft and everything. So I would love for Terry to fall to them at 33. Uh, I think Malachi would be great too. Remember, they also, they also had an interview with Teo Maladon. He's still on the board as well. See, that would be interesting to me. I don't see Maladon is like the, the thing that's coming out of left field for me. I feel like. If you're going to go with uh, a guard, why, why not just take Flynn or uh, Terry, who, who, you, who Walt Perrin has probably already scouted while he was over here. I don't know if he had a chance to go internationally to go see Maladon play, but I feel like that would be the wild card. John, how are you feeling about Maladon? Yeah, well, I mean, I, again, I'm just going to keep going back to it because you – I guess alluded to it just now. They scouted these guys. So I just, I like totally trust them with their trades and like they're, they clear, they see the board so clear. <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like having one of those days. Like they're, they, they traded up to eight and OB fell right to them at eight, which was their guy. They didn't have to give up any more assets, right? They moved down. The Knicks had a, the Knicks finessed. Like, like what, what's going on right now? Like, the Knicks are, like, finessing trades and, like, making good deals. So, like, they're clearly seeing the board. So, I'm curious as to what they're going to do. Uh, I'm going to trust – I'm telling you right now, I'm going to trust it regardless. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, because like because of this narrative, I'm going to trust it. I hope it's Malachi Flynn, Terry, or Bain. And, like, that's going to be easy because those are, like, those have been the guys that I've been saying – Honestly, since the beginning, Maxi or Bain uh, for, for for this late pick. Uh, so I'm okay with it. Um, I'm curious as to what's going to go, but I'm telling you, I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride with them uh, regardless. And it looks like, uh, Chip, you got some breaking news for us? Yeah, Toronto took Malachi. Woj and Shams tweeted it out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like literally the exact same time. Hi, bye, Chip. <laughs> This would be an interesting um, – if you also, too, this would be an interesting spot if the Knicks wanted to take a chance here, right? Um, that that might leave Riller and uh, – what's it called? Um, that might leave Riller and Bain off the board for them. If, if they're saying, listen, we got our guys, we got Toppin, we got Quickly, 
let's take a let's take a guy with some big um upside this i could see them doing that at 33 i'd be interested to see who else is around there but maybe uh maybe uh um chip we talked to the head coach but jay scrub juco player of the year that would be awesome very very listen that's an extreme reach for him like he's he he may just get signed after the draft but that kid is talented a lefty and super talented but i don't you know i don't think he would get picked here but that would be pretty wild all the lefties come to the knicks (laughs) you just want lefties nothing else we're gonna be the oddball team of just lefties left and right all right (laughs) oh man yo so how about this though like i I, what are we so what are we expecting then for like I don't even know like this is this is so interesting are, are the Knicks actually a competent team at this point like what what do we what, what should we believe <laughs> take it easy over there Alex take it easy with the with the C word competence yeah the Knicks like that's too much right now they made a good draft pick and made some some nifty trades let's calm down all right all right all right Fair enough. Fair enough. So we lost Malachi. So we got Terry and we got, we got Bain. I'm telling you, man, it, this last pick is really going to dictate the way this, 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 uh, this draft goes. But I think, I think that kind of wraps it up for our next segment. And now we're going to just go back over to, uh, we're going to hop over. If you want to continue this podcast, we're going to hop over and continue this conversation to Hoops Addict Anonymous jeff and chips podcast so thank you everyone for tuning in for nick's jets etc special edition episode hope you guys are excited about this draft pick the knicks are looking to go on the up and up apparently so yeah catch you over at hoops addict